episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I have virtual coffee or tea with accomplished and innovative small business owners and early career professionals. With me today is Paul Peterson, the founder of the Wake Zone Coffee House, which is located in Apex, North Carolina. Their goal is to bring joy to their community through their coffee and by creating an enjoyable experience for you, whether you dine in, order on the mobile app, or go through their drive-thru. This is an awesome episode, and Paul walks us through his journey to founding the Wake Zone Coffee House, as well as his advice for others. I'm excited to dive into this episode, but before we do, I would really appreciate if you could rate and review the Virtual Coffee Podcast on the Apple Podcast app. It only takes a few seconds to do so. You can also follow us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok. It's at Virtual Coffee Podcast. As always, thank you so much for your support and happy listening. Now let's dive into Paul's episode. Welcome, Paul. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to talk. I am too. So let's just kick things off. Tell me a bit about the Wake Zone Coffee House. Tell me a little bit about its mission, maybe where the idea came from to launch this business. Wake Zone Coffee House is uh, Wake County's favorite coffee shop. We're located in Apex, North Carolina. We have two locations, both dine-in service, drive-through service, and mobile app service. Uh, so we can really meet the needs of all of our different customers, whether you're wanting to come in and work and relax, whether you're wanting to drive through because you've got the kids in the car and it's hard to get out, or whether you're in a hurry on the way to work, you can just order on the mobile app and come through. So we have lots of different options that work out well for people. We brew, obviously, all of our own coffee. It's all locally roasted. Uh, we brew all of our... Uh, chais and teas fresh every single day. Nothing's from concentrate. You know, we really focus on making sure that we can offer people the best coffee products possible. Our mission as a whole, you know, we really want to bring coffee-infused joy to the community. We view ourselves as a hospitality business that sells coffee. Uh, so we really focus on how we interact with the customers, the service we provide. How do we make people feel? Uh, we want them to feel better when they leave than they did when they walk in, whether they physically walk in, whether they virtually interact with us through the mobile app or whether they drive through. And so, you know, all of our customer uh, touch points, we really try to focus on how we can brighten their day and make their experience better. And we think the coffee is, uh, there's really no better way to do that, but through coffee. Mm-hmm. As that I sit is... here and sip, sip my own wake zone coffee this morning. Yes. Yes. This conversation is so on brand for the podcast for virtual coffee. So I, I think, it. I think that's love awesome. It. I didn't realize you guys had drive through. That's a pretty big accomplishment. We do. The uh, little background on the coffee shop. So mm-hmm. I've owned, I bought a coffee shop. Uh, it was called Wake Zone Espresso about three and a half years ago. Uh, we rebranded it, refocused the uh, the coffee shop and added our second location a year, and a, ha- a year and a half ago. So the original coffee shop that we bought a few years ago uh, did have drive through service, a larger dining room inside. And um, we really recognized that drive through was a trend well before, uh, obviously, the the COVID pandemic that we're dealing with. Uh, but we recognize that you have to meet customers where they're at, and um, you have to interact with them where they're at and not always expect them to kind of contort to where you're at. And so when we added our second location, um, having a convenient drive-through that allowed us to have speed of service, quality product, uh, but then also, um, you know, an enhanced level of customer service above what other drive-throughs can do was really important. 
An example of that is at the, the new coffee shop. Uh, we had a really nice wall mural done uh, by a mm. local uh, muralist here in uh, the Raleigh Durham area. Her name is Lisa Gaither. Uh, she okay. did the Marbles Museum and she's done a bunch of other uh, really beautiful wall murals. So she came out and did that one there. And we wanted something that was interactive for people as they came through the drive through. And, and how do we bring that inside experience to the outside? Um, I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of other places, they treat their drive through customers as just strictly transactional. And, yeah. and we want all of our experiences to be greater than transactions. We want them to be uh, some sort of a, a, a relational experience where, you know, we hear somebody's voice through the drive through and we recognize that that's Lee's drink and Lee wants it this <laughs> way. And we can, you know, talk to her and ask her about how her husband's doing and their, their day. And you have a puppuccino ready for her dog and all this <laughs> other stuff. You know, all of those things, we just really want to make sure that we can bring the out, the, uh, the inside out. That's excellent. I really appreciate your emphasis on the overall experience, right? It's clearly not just about the coffee. Well, of course, that's an extremely important sure. part of a coffee shop. The experience also matters in all aspects of the shop. So that's just really great to hear. I, I really appreciate that perspective and mindset. Well, and I think how, you know, we really try to train our employees and the team mm -hmm. members that we have that what we sell is a luxury product that, you know, as much as we enjoy coffee and other people enjoy coffee. It's one of those things that they can choose to come to us or they can choose to not come to us. Mm -hmm. And so um, we want to make sure that we treat people right every single time. And so it's just a lot of focus on that. And I think it's also respecting that, you know, coffee drinks can be um, can be pricey. And so it's respecting mm -hmm. the money that people spend. And so it's making sure that their experience is fantastic and that the drink quality is high, the service quality is high every single time because you, you have to really respect when somebody decides to spend money uh, buying what you're selling, you have to really mm -hmm. respect that effort and that desire for them to drive out of their way to do that. And so we really do. And I think it's it's really conveying that through our baristas, through our team members. And um, yep. you know, we think that it really enhances the customer experience. That's great. I, I even really appreciate your Instagram. Your post always they always bring me such joy. Like you show, you know, your barista is making the drinks or it just seems very fun. It's a very fun feed. So I can tell that even seeps through to your social medias, which is excellent. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we really try. And I think it's in this day and age, it's um, figuring out how you can communicate with, with your customers and your community. And mm -hmm. I think that's what we've really spent a lot of time doing is building a community and trying to interact in the community in which in which we live. So I, I live in Apex. You know, I live five to seven minutes from both of my shops. My kids go to school there. Uh, it's fun being embedded in the community and also having these uh, the coffee shops there as well. We uh, we really enjoy it. We have a good time with it. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's great. And I, I know you mentioned this earlier, but just to clarify. So is the Wake Zone Coffee House, does that have two locations or are they different titled shops? No, they're actually two uh, two locations, same branding. Okay. It's the okay. uh, Wake Zone Coffee House. Uh, as you mentioned, you can find us on on Instagram, Wake Zone Coffee House, uh, Facebook, and also uh, Twitter. And we actually have a really fun uh, TikTok feed. I don't know if you nice. um, <laughs> if you've delved into that world too much. I'm being a 43 year old uh, father of three. I'm I'm learning a little bit more about that, but it's. Uh, <laughs> And luckily, I have uh, quite a few younger team members who um, help us along in that regard. But yeah, we've got, you know, probably close to 7,000 followers on wow. there. We've got a couple pseudo viral uh, coffee shop videos on there. So it's a lot of fun. It's uh, again, it's just meeting your customers where you're at. You have a, a different demographics on different platforms and you're right. having different types of conversations with people. You know, we are a community coffee shop and that means that we have all different types of people in the community. And so we want to be able to interact with them on all different levels. Mm -hmm. um, and we've even, you know the one Peloton, the Peloton's indoor cycling bike, you know, we have our own, you know, Wake Zone Coffee House hashtag on there. So people oh, in our wow. community who are doing their, their indoor <laughs> bike fitness, 
we have our own little little wake zone tribe on there, you know, cycling that's away. Awesome. Getting some so yeah, we just again we just try to have fun with stuff. Yeah. No, that's very cool. Good for you for being very active on TikTok. I browse TikTok a ton. Really, really love that platform. It's very hard, you know, even with the podcast. Granted, you know, it's just me. I also have my, you know, nine to five quote unquote corporate job, but social media is very hard to keep consistent, especially when there are so many platforms, right? Like I would love to create more TikToks for the virtual coffee podcast account, but it's difficult. So good for you guys for keeping up on all those platforms, because that is that's a huge accomplishment. That's very difficult to do to produce quality and consistent content like you guys are doing. Well, I appreciate it. I think it's um, I think one of the things that we've tried to focus on is um, coffee houses in and of themselves have an organic mm-hmm. nature to them and how people mm-hmm. gather and how you interact with people and you, um, you know, whether you're, you're dining over food or dining over a cup of coffee, you're interacting with people in a very kind of um, you know, it's an organic, natural way. And so that's what we've really tried to do through our, our social media accounts is try to, you know, they're going to be some set or more produced photos, but most mm-hmm. of them are just going to be organic. You know, yeah. here's so-and-so making a drink. And that's our TikTok is like that, where we have, you know, here's how we make our drinks here. Right. Here we are at the roasting facility. Here's where our beans come from. Here's how we make our espresso. Like here is, here's what we do. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of a behind the scenes of the coffee shop. And it's, um, it's been really cool to see that just the everyday functions of the coffee shop interest people. And uh, of course, you know, try to let the our personality shine through. No, that's excellent. I and I just followed you guys on on TikTok. I of course already followed you on Instagram, but no, no that's awesome. And we'll have you guys on TikTok, which is great. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I would love to dive into the actual coffee you sell and and just tell me a bit about the product itself, maybe a little bit about where you source it from. I I really don't know much about the coffee world. So any background on it that you could give would be awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. So uh, all of our coffee is um, obviously it's sourced uh, worldwide. So we have some coffee that comes from Kenya, Tanzania, Nicaragua, Honduras. And so we have those are called single origin coffees. So they're coffees that come from a specific farm and a specific place in the world. And I try to equate it to um, people who would do like a, a a single barrel whiskey, uh, mm-hmm. so that or a single malt whiskey, so that you know, um, or like a batch of wine, and so you know, like oh, this specific, you know, Woodford 1999, you know, Cabernet has a specific flavor profile because of the grapes that year, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Coffee is similar in that, in that the different flavor profiles of a particular type of bean from a particular region of the country is going to be dictated by the weather and the ground conditions and all of those things. And so we have our single origin coffees that we have every single day. And we have uh, one specialty coffee every single day, which is, um, it could be a Nicaraguan. It could be, a again, Honduras, Kenya, uh, Peruvian. And those are going to have uh, sometimes more um, eccentric kind of flavor characteristics. So they could be more bold, more fruity, more citrusy. They could be more earthy or peaty, things like that. And some people really dig those things. Mm-hmm. And then other people aren't, but they're in it for kind of the experience of it. Um, it's kind of like different types of wines. There are some that you're going to prefer a lot more than others, uh, but you respect the fact that, oh, well, this is kind of what the grapes were doing that year. And this was the particular ingredient they were able to kind of work with. Then what we have is our wake zone blend. And what that is, is a blend that is designed around a specific flavor profile. So what we do is we have different beans that are put together. You think about the beans as like ingredients. So those mm-hmm. ingredients are put together to create a specific blend that meets a flavor profile. And we wanted that flavor profile to be a medium dark, something that if you like coffee, you will love our Wake Zone blend. It is it shoots more middle, you know, down the middle of the road. 
it's delicious. It's flavorful. It's got, you know, notes of kind of fruity. It's a little bit bold, um, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things that will shoot down the middle that if you like coffee, you'll really enjoy our Wake's Home blend. Yeah. So that's how we differentiate the two. We have the blend, which is a combination of ingredients. And then you think about the sink origin as kind of the ingredients themselves that you can brew something special with. And then for our espresso drinks, we use a, a, an espresso blend as well. And that's because we really want to make sure that we have consistency. When you start getting different single origin beans and making espresso from those, you can get different characteristics that come through. And those characteristics can either interact with the milk and the flavors more positively or more negatively. And so what we've dialed that in to make sure that our flavored drinks, the hot lattes, the hot vanilla lattes, or the you know, the ice brown sugar lattes, whether it's now, you know, three years from now, five years from now, those are going to taste the same because it's built around a flavor profile. Now, I think single origin as an espresso tastes delicious, but it's one of those things where if you're coming in, going back to how people spend their money, if you're coming in and you're spending five, six, seven dollars for a custom drink, you want it to taste the same way today that it did last Sunday and then five right. Sundays before that. And so it goes back to kind of really respecting the um, the money and the experience uh, that customers are choosing to spend with you. That's great. And clearly you you know a ton about the product that you're selling and sourcing. And that's just obviously so great to hear from from a business owner and all just sounds so delicious. Do you guys also sell any um, food or tea as well? Uh, we do have teas. We have a really delicious, we have a rooibos chai tea that's yep. uh, fruity and a little bit spicy. And that's what we use for our chai lattes. We do a brewed chai. We have a black Assam. We have a, a tropical green tea. Those are both iced and we can do those hot as well. And then we also have a large variety of different types of hot tea, whether it's a turmeric, a peppermint, obviously your Earl Grey's and your blacks, mm-hmm. et cetera. And we like to have fun with those. We don't get as many people who buy just the hot teas, but what we do is we use those as ingredients and in other drinks. An okay. example would be the um, London Fog is one of our most yes. popular drinks. And yes. so that is, you know, you have your Earl Grey tea, you have a, a scotch of vanilla, uh, steamed milk, swirl that together and you have something that's just really delicious. It's flavorful. It's smooth. It's got hints of the, the vanilla and like the hints of lavender really kind of mm-hmm. uh, pop through there. And that's just a fantastic, you know, it's a, uh, it's 42 degrees outside and it's, you know, a little overcast. Like it really just hits the yep. spot, you know? I love London Fog. So I will definitely have to come in and, and try yours. They are so good. So I'm very happy to hear that that's on your menu. <laughs> oh, yeah. The London Fogs. And we'll do a turmeric latte. We'll do um one of my favorites, particularly in the evening time, is I'll do a, a chamomile and honey latte. Mm-hmm. Where you just do a chamomile, you know, steeped chamomile tea, steamed milk. Uh, drizzle a little honey over the top of it and then you just kind of sip on that for the next hour and then you just kind of settle right into the couch you know (laughs) that's great I love that yes it's totally great I jokingly called it a hug in a cup yes (laughs) I I guess I should call it a hug in a mug that would sound better yeah (laughs) there you go there you go yeah rebrand it (laughs) right that's awesome very very cool clearly you are extremely passionate about the the coffee houses, the coffee shops you own. And um, you clearly know a lot about it, really become an expert in the space. What was the journey like of launching the Wake Zone Coffee House? You know, were there any major steps you took, challenges you faced, perhaps advice that has come out of your journey that you'd want to share for other small business owners? For me personally, you know, I came from completely different career fields. So, you know, I had my, my master's is in um, uh, urban planning. I worked for the federal government for years and in, um, you know, design and construction. And then I worked, um, I was director of facilities out of the university of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. 
I just got to the point where I, I decided I want something different out of life. I had decided that the world of kind of virtual interaction, whether it was just through instant messaging or text messaging and phone calls and all of those aspects, they really just brought me less joy. And I really wanted to get back to an environment where I could interact with real people face to face, have conversations with people and, and get to know people again. Because I feel like we've just gotten so far away from that. I didn't know that the coffee shop was going to be what I was going to do. But when I started looking at different opportunities and I had created a values list of what I wanted to do with my life, it made sense. It's a perfect way to interact with people. It's a perfect mm-hmm. way to cultivate relationships, to be in the community, to really execute the values that I had written down that I thought were important. And so my wife and I talked about it. And, um, you know, one of the things that I've always believed in is that, you know, when you and your spouse are on the same page with something, it's probably a really good idea to do it. Yep. Um, and so I didn't have to sell her on the idea of it. I mentioned it to her. She's like, great, let's do it. It's like, okay, done. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah. So here, so we, we decided to do it. So I think that's really what it was. I, I have always enjoyed coffee. I have Mm -hmm. always, I mean, I've consumed it daily multiple times throughout the day, as long as I can remember, but I had never really considered myself passionate about coffee. What I was passionate about is people and, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. trying to, be a place where throughout the rest of their lives, there are some people they get in their car, they drive to work, they sit behind a computer screen, they get in their car and they drive back home. They might not actually interact with a real person face-to-face all day long in any sort of meaningful way. And so I really wanted to create an environment where people could come in and do that. And it could be for only five minutes where they come in, they say hi, they go through the drive-through, they feel seen, they feel heard. I've had people come through and they stop by, they're on the way to the hospital, wow. you know, their mother's passing away. And they're mm-hmm. like, I don't know why I stopped here. I just had to stop and talk to somebody. It's like, great. Like, I mean, it's not great that what you're going through, right. but it's great that right. we're here for you to kind of be that place. Uh, and some of the, just the real conversations that you have with people uh, where they just needed somebody to listen to them because they just might not have anybody at that moment. And so for me, it's just trying to create an environment where those sorts of interactions can take place because I feel like they're probably even more now uh, with this kind of virtual pandemic world that we're living in. But even three and a half years ago, four years ago, when I decided to leave the corporate world, that trend was occurring. And I feel like people are just yearning for those sorts of interactions. Um, Mm -hmm. And we wanted to create a place where we could do that. And what better way than a coffee shop? And what better vehicle than coffee? Uh, So for me, the passion was people. Uh, The passion was, you know, getting to know people and trying to add that level of brightness to their life. And uh, coffee was just the best way to do that. And I've enjoyed learning about coffee and I really enjoy coffee and I drink it. But my passion is the people. That's our that's our story. Uh, we really yeah. believe in that. I think that's quite a unique origin story, actually, because, you know, you like you said, you were passionate about coffee it was really the people, which sure for, you know, this happened to manifest in a coffee shop, but it could have been some other type of store, right? It wasn't necessarily, oh, I'm so passionate about coffee. Coffee is my life. Hence, I'm going to open a coffee shop. I think that's very unique that your passion was the people part of it, the experience, the empathy part of it. And that came to be in the form of a coffee shop. I just I just think that's very cool. That's that's unique. Oftentimes I hear, you know, oh, I was passionate about the thing I'm selling, Um, whereas yours is more I'm passionate about the experience. Yes, I like what I'm selling, of course, but the true passion is the people is the experience. Well, and I think this goes back to how I how we describe ourselves. We view ourselves, we are in the hospitality business. We are in the customer right. service business and coffee is what we sell. You know, and, and I'll use another example. You take somebody like Chick-fil-A. They sell 
hospitality. They sell customer service. You know, you buy chicken sandwiches there, but really like the hospitality right. is what you sell. That is why when you drive by a Chick-fil-A, there are cars lined up 16 deep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their chicken sandwiches are good, but they're not 16 deep good. But the right. service is great. And you understand that they're, they're going to treat you well. They respect you. To me, those are aspects that are lacking. And those are really differentiators in business. And I really think that how Chick-fil-A has cultivated their business, it's a respect for people. That's just kind of an analogous example uh, mm-hmm. for us. I mean, we just, we really focus on on the people aspects of it. I think for me, what I've tried to tell people when they've asked for my advice is if you're passionate about a specific item, you know, whether it's coffee, whether it's bicycles, whether it's, you know, you're, you want to do a karate studio or something like that, that's good. Mm-hmm. But you have to really like the people aspect of it. Because for my job, I mean, the people aspect of it, whether it's people interacting with my team members and my managers, whether it's people interacting with my vendors, whether it's people interacting with my customers, all across the board, it's people, 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 people. And that is what allows the business to, to flourish and do well and propels mm-hmm. it forward. The coffee is really kind of a, I hate to say it, but a smaller aspect of that. But the people part of it is really the day-to-day. And so if you're not passionate about the people part, the unfortunate part is you're going to find yourself in a business that you're going to spend your time doing 50 to 60% of work that you don't find value in. And I feel like that's where some frustration comes in. I've heard other people say, all I want to do is sit back here and make coffee. And it's like, well, yeah, Mm -hmm. but that's not the job. (laughs) So anyway, that's just Paul's view on it. So I I really think it's just when people are looking at things, I think it's just breaking down how much time you're going to be spending at that job doing it and recognize Mm -hmm. like your passion might be a very small percentage of that. I've known people who've owned bike shops and they loved biking. And by the end of it, they hated it. They hate, they never got time to bike. They hated biking and they never got time to ride. They never got time to enjoy their passion because they were so sucked in by that part of it. I think it's just recognizing kind of the reality of it and separating the fantasy from the reality. That's great advice. That advice just helps folks ask themselves, do they like the act of the passion, like the physical thing, or or almost do they like the service of it? I'd, I'm not quite sure what the right words are, but I totally understand what you mean. It's almost like if you're so passionate about coffee and like coffee is your life, I'm not sure if opening a coffee shop is right for you. Maybe being a professional coffee taster. I don't even know sure. if that's a thing, but maybe that's, no, that's better, right? So just, There are people yeah, who travel I, the world and do that. There are coffee buyers and they're coffee tasters and they're mm-hmm. coffee profilers. And these people literally travel the world and go to these countries and work with the farmers. They call them cuppings, where you, you cupping is the okay. act of like how you taste the coffee. So they go around and they do this. And, you know, particularly now these days where you have you know, people here in the States who can't travel as well, we still have to buy coffee from overseas. And so you're Mm -hmm. working with these international people who are professionals in this regard. So no, there's a whole world of stuff out there. And I think, you know, you can, if you're passionate about something and you're that, you know, the the particular hobby is your passion, you can start a club, you can, you can teach young people how to do that. You can teach, you know, other people how to do that. You can develop your hobby further. I think not every hobby or every passion needs to be monetized. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like sometimes that's just a really good way to ruin your hobby or your passion. That said, I love the coffee business. I really enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy the, you know, how, again, all the aspects of, you know, interacting with the customers and the coffee and all of that. Um, but I think it's just really being sure that when you're getting into something that your eyes are wide open, that you know exactly this is what it is. And if, if you think that's totally cool that, you know, you're going to spend 50 to 60% of your time dealing with, with people and you're going to spend 20% of your time doing marketing and 
10% of your time doing coffee and the rest of it doing business and finance stuff and all of that. And that's mm-hmm. totally cool with you. And you think life's going to be fantastic, but I totally encourage people to do it. But if you're looking at that and you think, oh, that balance is kind of skewed a little bit, then right. maybe it's not worth, you know, putting your time and money and passion into. I think it is more about, do you want it to be, do you want to enhance your hobby of biking, coffee, tasting, whatever that is? Because if that's the answer, like if you really like the hobby of it, then owning the shop or like bringing the experience to others maybe is something different. Yeah, I, I like how you explain that. I, it really does make sense. And I, I do think that's great advice. No, it's awesome. Thinking about, you know, the wake zone and your future, what are your plans for the business? Of course, only the things that you can share. You know, do you want to continue to just keep pushing on the wake zone? Do you have other business ideas that you want to uh, launch into? Just tell me a bit about where you see your future. So we're really excited about Wake Zone. I think that we have really kind of cultivated our personality and our culture and, and have a really good understanding of who we are. And we really think that there's space for our culture and our personality out there in the world. And we really think that there's a gap where people could really enjoy, you know, coffee should be fun. And I think that there are a lot of coffee shops where they don't make coffee and, and the experience of coffee is fun as it should be. So we really think there's space out there for uh, for us to be able to expand and you know, to bring our focus on people, to bring our focus on customer service and products out there. And so we're in the process of expanding right now. We're going to be launching uh, franchise opportunities here the next week or two. So the paperwork's going to be filed this week. And we have a couple of really cool concepts. Uh, One is going to be more of the traditional model like we have right now. So it's going to have both dine-in, drive-through, as well as Mm -hmm. mobile app service, which we currently have. Uh, The second model that's really cool is going to be a drive-through only model. Uh, But it's a little bit of a different model. What we're looking at doing and we're designing right now is called the coffee shop in a box. And what we've done is we've designed um, utilizing cargo shipping containers, coffee shops in a box that we 100% build off site. Uh, So we design, source, all the equipment, the interior construction, plumbing, electrical, HVAC, all of that off site. And we will deliver it to the site, put it in place and it's a little bit more nimble, so it allows you to go into uh, parking lot spaces, out wow. parcels, and other lots that might not otherwise be available to people for drive through coffee. Uh, what it does is it shortens the timeline to get open. So instead of it taking six wow. to nine months for a traditional shop, we're looking at about three to six months. Uh, so you get to start kind of the runway to revenue is a lot faster. So you can get open, get generating revenue a lot faster. And so we can also offer it at a less expensive price because we're able to build off-site utilizing the shipping containers, kind of a base shell. We are able to create a more efficient manufacturing process, construction process for these particular units. And so these are, for all purposes, these are going to be buildings. These are buildings as far as the city and municipalities are going to be concerned. Mm -hmm. And all the permits and everything like that are going to be just the same. How we're going to be managing our construction and development of them is going to be more in a manufacturing uh, type setup. So it's going to allow us to be able to offer these at a less expensive price than it would be for regular stick built construction. Yeah, we've got our team set up right now. We're in the process of of developing that. The official paper, you know, we're going to be launching that soon. So we're really, really excited about this. We think that it's going to allow not just the models that we have now, but the, the new drive-through only concept model to spread a little bit faster, uh, get out there mm-hmm. to the community and be places where people can 
come by, get their morning coffee, get their afternoon teas, come by and get, you know, some danishes and muffins and pastries, things like that, you know, interact with some amazing uh, baristas and staff members who want to try to brighten your day and make life a little bit brighter for you, better for you. And uh, we think we have a good opportunity to do that. Wow. That's a really neat idea. Would it be, you know, you and, and wake zone, like popping up these buildings, you know, throughout the towns? Like, is that, is that how you're envisioning that? Or is it, Oh, someone wants to open a wig zone. So they purchase this coffee in a box from you and then they work on it. It would be a combination of the two. So okay. we're going to have some corporate owned stores that we would do ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. And then we would look at having um, other people who would be interested in franchising and essentially getting the license from wake zone wow. to be able to operate under our right. name. And so what we would do is we would sell them the box. We have the equipment packages. Myself, who uh, obviously is the president of the, of the Wake Zone uh, mm-hmm. Coffee House Corporation, uh, partnering with our local roaster so that when we create this package for people, not only is it just us bringing in the branding and the box and other items, but we're also bringing in all of the coffee, the syrups, powders, all the other stuff that you need to open right. the shop. So it's literally a one-stop shopping. And so one of the things that I learned when I opened up our second shop was it's a lot of work to open up a shop. Um, and I will say, for, you know, somebody who has a, a background in uh, design and construction and who knows how to read drawings, who knows how to talk to architects and engineers and contractors and all of that, it's still a lot of work to open up a right. coffee shop. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I think there are a lot of people who are passionate about getting into business and they would want to do this, but they have zero understanding of that yeah. side of the world. And that is a real hurdle for a lot of people. And so what we've done is we can solve those problems for people because through our architectural and engineering team, we've already 100% designed the box. So that's done. We've already sourced all of the equipment. So that's done. We already have the product, the recipes, all of that's done. And so what we've done is gone through the process and said, what problems would arise for people that would be hurdles for them if they really wanted to do this, but felt encumbered or worried about these different aspects because they don't. They, they might know how to run a business, or they might be passionate about people. They might really want to get into coffee, but they don't know how to do all the stuff to get to that point. How can mm-hmm. we solve those problems for them so that we can then have a product that we can hand off to them so they can get up and going faster and really get to doing what they want to do, which is interacting with people, selling coffee, right, and uh, right. enjoy running their business. And so that's the approach that we've taken. And so the team that we've created, whether it's working with SBA lenders, conventional bankers, whether it's uh, commercial property brokers who can help people find locations, the architectural engineering team, all of that stuff is sourced and ready for people. So as these franchisees come in, we can hand them off to our partners who are working with to help them quickly get up and running. Uh, mm-hmm. People who understand our business, our model of what we're trying to do. So uh, we're really excited about that. Going back to the traditional model, you know, we really think that there's a space for the in-person driving uh, coffee shop as well. You know, we're all very COVID sensitive right now. And part of the idea with the drive-through coffee shop is drive-through and mobile app service was already on the rise prior to COVID. And I feel like the COVID pandemic this past year, what it's done is it's accelerated trends. Um, and I feel like oh, the yeah. drive-through and the mobile app was part of that acceleration. And so I think the drive-through model is a piggyback on that. So it allows us to create a model that will work out well that is more insulated against whether it's future pandemics, future shutdowns, whether it is decreased occupancy that might end up arising from this. And it's also just meeting with the the existing trends that were there prior to all of this. Mm -hmm. The more traditional model will be available. Uh, There are going to be some available 
spaces on the second and third generation uh, space market that'll become available. And so we'll work with people who would want to go in and take advantage of those spaces and put a Wakesome Coffee House in there as well. So we're really focusing on those two different models. Our business over the past year, we had about nine months where we were shut down for in-store service. And we had to shift all of our in-store service to drive through a mobile app. And we were fortunate that we were able to essentially replace all of the in-store service with the drive-through and the mobile app. And so we were able to test the drive-through model this past year. And so we think it's it's something that's really going to be viable for people going forward. So people still yearn to talk to people. And I think we figured out a good way that we can do that through the drive-through and interact with people and try to bring that personality to them. But again, you're meeting customers where they are. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what we've been able to do. And so we're looking at trying to expand on that and allow other people to uh, to do that as well. Yeah, that's fascinating. Again, going back to that coffee in a box idea. I love that because you're so right. You know, even my husband is trying to figure out what his passion is in life and what he really wants to do. And, you know, we'll always throw around, oh, why don't you just open a coffee shop? And first it's exciting, but then it's like, well, okay, like how do you even start that? Like that is so overwhelming, right? So I love that idea. That's really neat. Like you're helping out future small business owners who might not know where to start, but want to be entrepreneurial. You know, that's, I just love it. It's totally true. I mean, and there are people who are, who would be fantastic coffee shop owners, Mm -hmm. but they don't know how to find an architect. They don't know how to find an engineer. They feel worried about being taken advantage of by a general contractor. They Mm -hmm. are worried about the cost of construction that keeps rising. They don't know what, how to review bids. They don't know how to review estimates, timelines to get open. All of, they don't even know when you're looking at a coffee shop, where should things go? How should the workflow be managed? And so yeah. we've mapped we've mapped all of that out. You know, we have a, a coffee training facility that we were able to set everything up and set up the machines, the, the espresso machines, the coffee brewers, the blenders, uh, movable tables, all of that stuff. So we can literally recreate the inside of this. So as we were designing it, we're like mapping out, you know, how many steps to this place, how many steps mm-hmm. to this place, who has to turn for what, how do we economize this? And so, you know, we thought so much about how we can make the functionality work and optimize the space. And so that way, when somebody's coming into this, they don't have to know all of those things. They don't have to worry about, am I going to make a mistake? Because the reality is a, you know, you're building out a a, a new coffee shop. It could easily cost between two and $250,000 just to Mm -hmm. build out the interior space of a coffee shop. Plus you're buying equipment, which could cost $60,000. If you make a mistake in the design, not only does that impact your viability as a business, does it impact your functionality as a business? Does it impact, you know, are you going to have to do change orders, which might cost 10 or 20% more? So you could easily have these cost overruns that could take your, you know, $250,000 project and put right. it as a three to $350,000 project and add time. Energy. Really, <laughs> like time, energy. And there's mental really, capacity. You know, yeah. Time, energy, the mental capacity. And it's that, you know, can you sleep at night? Those are those small aspects that people don't think about, but it's like, you know, if you're doing something like this, you know, are you prepared to maybe have a, a night or two where you're kind of staring at the ceiling and thinking, oh, crap, what did I get myself into? And mm-hmm. So if we can solve those problems for people, you know, we want people to be successful. We want people to be able to focus on, you know, the people in the product and being able to share their joy that they have through the coffee products. We want them focusing on that, not on, you know, how am I supposed to redesign this or how come my layout mm-hmm. doesn't work or, you know, dot, dot, dot. So if we can we can really kind of build the, the business in a model in the way that allows them to focus on really the core competencies of what wake, makes Wake Zone special. And we can solve those other problems for them. Then they're going to be better in the long run than we're going to be better in the long run. Yeah, no, that's great. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about that coffee in a box and really all the 
the places you're taking the wake zone coffee house i i think this is an excellent business you clearly have such a great perspective and mindset and passion for it so just really looking forward to seeing all that comes out of it well my last big question here paul that i always end my episodes with is in this moment what is your proudest accomplishment? And of course, it can be related to what we spoke about today and and the wake zone, or it doesn't have to be at all. Just kind of that first thing that comes to mind when I ask you what your proudest accomplishment is. I'm very proud with, you know, how we've done with the business. I think it's just building our community. I really love seeing the messages that we get from people where they, you know, I'll get a message from somebody saying, I went by today and I had fantastic service. It really brightened my day. Or you have people who will post something on Instagram. They said, you know, they were just so nice up there. I was having such a bad day. Um, And I get these messages all the time. And I think, you know, it's not just one particular moment. You know, I just really value all of those individual moments because the sum of them all really matters because it's, I feel like we're just building something. The ability to brighten somebody's day, the ability to have that positive impact on somebody, I think it's just worth a lot. And I think the the gradual building of that, you know, is is really valuable. If I had to pick one, you know, very, very specific accomplishment, you know, I think it's just being able to balance, particularly this past year, the family obligations. I have three kids and all three of them were remote schooled. Mm-hmm. You know, keeping these businesses open and thriving was challenging, but we're very fortunate that we we're able to do that. Keeping our staff and our team members mm-hmm. engaged and passionate about helping people and brightening their day, even on days where maybe they weren't feeling as great, they got power from helping other people. So I think this past year, just being able to balance all of that as a personal point of pride, I feel really good about yep. because it's something that, you know, you the relationship you have with your spouse and the interaction and the relationship that you have with your kids and then the you know relationship and interaction that you have with the shops and your employees there and kind of the community as a whole. It's one of those things that it's not always going to be that way, uh, but you can't take it for granted what it is. And so I just really appreciate that. So I think that's probably, as I sit here now, I, I probably mm-hmm. have the most gratitude for that. That's so lovely to hear. And again, congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far, especially like you're saying this past year with life things, right? Like three kids at home constantly and then your other kid, which is the the coffee house. So yeah, just congratulations on on balancing all of that and and succeeding in all. And like I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing where where the Wake Zone Coffee House goes. So that's wonderful. Well, that's fantastic. I appreciate you uh, hosting this conversation. I yeah. think it's, uh, it's such, a, such a fun thing to be able to get on here and talk to you about these things <laughs> and be able to share awesome. our story and talk to, you about, talk to you about Wake Zone. Before we wrap up, where can everyone find the Wake Zone Coffee House and you on, on social media, your website, et cetera? Well, Twitter, we're on there at Wake Zone Coffee. Apparently, Wake Zone Coffee House is too long for Twitter. So we're just Wake Zone <laughs> Coffee on uh, on uh, the Twitter. And then it's Wake Zone Coffee House on Instagram. It's Wake Zone Coffee House on Facebook. And it's Wake Zone Coffee House on TikTok as well. Perfect. And again, we uh, you know really enjoy interacting with people. And we try to have fun social media accounts. And we share a lot of uh, whether it's promos and interactions on there. Our website is www.thewakezone.com, and you can find our mobile app on there. And every time you use the mobile app, your first drink is always free on the mobile app. So download the mobile app, get a free drink, come try us. And uh, we do uh, send out very few notifications, but typically the ones that we do have some sort of a dollar off coupon or some sort of a promo in there. So if we're going to bug you, it'll be for a good reason. You'll probably save some money. That is so awesome and excellent. Well, I hope everyone checks out The Wake Zone and Paul on their social medias. And again, thank you so much, Paul, for chatting with me today. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Alexa. Have a great day. 